So this week we are talking. Oh, no, wait. I just ask you what you know. Yeah. We're so recording welcome, a WWK. Welcome to the 50th episode of this show, strangely. Are, do you know how it operates yet? I, I don't, obviously. Hi, I'm Sarah Shea. And I'm Strangely Duesberg. Welcome to the Pilot House. A podcast where we watch all the shows we missed the first time around. Try to figure out where the heck they were going with this. Sarah, what do you know about Lucifer? <gasps> He's a very bad man. <laughs> uh, about the television program, Lucifer? The program, yes. Um, I understand that the main character is, in fact, Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Is like a, a demonic type of person from the hell. Uh, I understand that it is based on a comic book, but maybe not very much. Based on the comic book, uh, is a Neil Gaiman character, mm-hmm. maybe, um, but not. Yeah, it's not a like. Is it a DC? Yes, comic? Uh, with but Vertigo, it's, which oh, is an imprint of DC. Right, but it's not like it's not in the DC t- television universe or something like that. Uh, I know that the main uh, character, M- Mr. Lucifer, is played by um, a British actor. I think he's Welsh. And he's very attractive. He's very handsome. (laughs) And he probably works out. Um, Also, I know that the first three seasons, maybe, were on the the, the terrestrial television. Mm -hmm. And then it got canceled and there was a big Save Lucifer, hashtag Save Lucifer movement, which is why it qualifies for our meme theme season. Right. Because I heard a lot about Save Lucifer, and that was the first time I'd ever heard of the show, and it's the main thing I know about it, that that people were like, Neil Gaiman, please retweet, hashtag Save Lucifer. Neil Gaiman, please single-handedly save this television program. You have the power to do that, right? Neil Gaiman, why did you cancel <laughs> Why did you cancel Lucifer? Oh, also I know that they have a musical episode. Well. I think that's the sum total. You may actually know more about Lucifer the show than me. Oh. I'm a I'm a big fan of the comics. And one of the reasons I have not watched what is deeply a show in my wheelhouse is that I am such a big fan of the comics. So uh, there was a series called Sandman mm-hmm. that was written by Neil Gaiman. I did know that it was it was part of Sandman. Yeah. And- I forgot that. There is a, there's a, one of the volumes of Sandman, or one of the issues of Sandman, Lucifer calls Dream, the, mm-hmm. the Sandman, and has him come down to hell. And then Lucifer locks the front door, hands Dream the key, and goes, I quit, and goes up to live on Earth. And opens a nightclub, and has like a piano bar nightclub, like an old-timey <laughs> 1930s piano bar nightclub. Uh-huh. And I did know it was about Lucifer, like, living in the in yeah. the real world also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, Lucifer, fallen angel, son of God, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. The a Jewish smiles and nods. A different uh-huh. uh, artist-writer combo, uh, Mike Carey is the name of the author, I believe, then went and wrote a 10-volume, so Sandman's 10 volumes, went and wrote a 10-volume series called Lucifer that uses... The starting off point of he quit, he opens a, a 1930s style piano bar in LA oh, okay. as it's jumping off point. So there's occasional cameos from Sandman uh, supporting cast 
uh, like Lucian, Lush, and uh, the pumpkin head guy. I can't remember his name. But his, the uh, bulk of this comic is its own whole thing. Not written by Neil Gaiman. Not written by Neil Gaiman. I think he I maybe wrote like a guest issue or something like sure. that. He's credited as you know create characters created by. Yeah. But it's it's its own. Uh, in, <laughs> I, I think maybe you should be crediting God with that <laughs> for the the character. I think he first appeared uh, before Sandman in a little book you may have heard of called The Bible. Sorry. Well, that may very well be, but I don't think God had the idea of casting David Bowie to play Lucifer. Because Tragically, he did not. The The artwork for Lucifer in the Sandman books, and then obviously kind of slightly stylized, it's a different art style in mm-hmm. the Lucifer books, uh, is it's basically David Bowie, but... He has blonde hair and then he has like oh. two two little spikes in the front. So like his devil horns are like hair spikes. Little calyx. Little calyx. And it totally works. Like describing it, it doesn't sound like it would work, but yeah. it just, oh, it works. Yeah. So it's just it's like the devilish David Bowie. Which is, I when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's interesting because I've seen pictures of the actor whose name is completely escaping me now. It's Tom something, I think. Tom Capinos is the name of the person who adapted it. No, the, I'm talking television. about the actor who plays yeah. Lucifer on the show. I believe oh, also a Tom. Yeah, I believe is also a Tom. Anyway, that actor is not. He is a uh, British, and uh, the character is in, uh, has an English accent, but um, he does not look like David Bowie. They went another way with it with the show. Clearly, yeah. I mean, Which... maybe he acts more Bowie esque on the show. I haven't not seen it, so I don't know. Which I hope so. Kept me away. Like the, the oh, change, really? The change in casting. Not. I mean, you can cast a thing however you want. Yeah. I, I'm not like. That's what made it less interesting to you. Yeah, because the the kind of suave kind of uh, David Bowie, and also like the character is a lot more um, androgynous in the comics. Ah, uh, yes. Sort of the a, character, as far as I can tell, fairly masculine. Yeah. And I just fairly masculine. I, I wasn't I wasn't super on board for that. Mm-hmm. Two things about the show, and then we'll wrap up this what we know because it's running long. Mm-hmm. One is, uh, as I mentioned a moment ago, it was created for television by Tom Capinos, who made Californication, which is a show that I have enjoyed, starring David Duchovny. It was a thing. Um, right. For it was a, a thing, thing for I never like watched. seven years, uh, and then also. You said it's the not the DC shows. So DC just did their Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover where they had all of the DC shows crossover. Mm-hmm. And whoever this Lucifer is that is in this, he has he shows up in it. So he actually has crossed over all into right. and, and he's met like the Supergirls and the Flashes or whatever. Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis. That's his name. Well. It's Lindsay Ellis's big brother. <laughs> <laughs> not true. Not true. Uh, Fun fact. <laughs> One thing I did want also want to mention that I know, or I think I know, is I believe it is a mystery show. It's a it has it's some a procedural, sort of procedural. and that he's also a detective, was, yeah. or he ends up detecting. He may, he might. I don't know if he's a professional, either a cop or a PI, or if he's an enthusiastic amateur, quote unquote, um, which are my favorite kind. So I yeah. kind of hope he is. And that 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 more than the casting change was why I wasn't super jazzed about it. Is that um, even though I like the head writer uh, and I like um, 
Tom Ellis is very pretty. Also, DB speaking of pretty people, DB Woodside, who played uh, the principal of the school yes. of the last season of Buffy. Yes. Um, you know, tall, bald, gorgeous. Mm. He's also mm. in it um, as an angel, and apparently has wings Ooh, really? at some point. I think. Um, so Go on. yeah, exactly. I, I mean, see, like I'm half, not, I do not object to him being on the show. Half of what I've heard about the show is like go on, and the other <laughs> half is like. It's like why? I, yeah, because the comic is this. It's this huge cosmic meditation on like, how do you deal with wanting to be a different person than your parents when your parents, in this case, Lucifer's parent is God, has like literally put reality on rails. Yeah, and it's about like trying to find free will in a world that's been predestined, mm. and and then to hear it's like we made it a mystery solving show where he solves mysteries. I was like. So you made it into Angel? Like, I yeah. Don't, uh, that sounds interesting, though, because I, I could certainly imagine the show still doing that. Yeah. But the way they managed to get on the air was being like, he's the devil, but he loves mysteries. You know, yeah. like, that's the way they were like, this is the hook that's going to get it on the air. Right. And then once we're on, we'll do all this existential stuff. I could see that being uh, a thing. Ooh. One thing I'm very curious um, that I genuinely don't know is I don't know whether other people know who he is. Whether he's like, mm, like whether his whole deal is he's like, I'm Lucifer and people are like, uh-huh, sure, sweetie. Or if he's like, I am uh, Luc- Lucian C. Ifer. Hello, a normal human man. I, I, like, right. there's so many directions they could go with it. And I have genuinely no idea uh, whether, whether, like, or even how much him being a former demonic type person is is a part of the show and how right. it plays into. I like the idea of someone who is, you know, from the the canon of humanity is bad, uh, like a vampire per se, uh-huh. being a good guy and solving mysteries. Like, it, it kind of like it reminds me of Forever Night in though, in that sense of like right. I'm sure it will be very different in every other way. Right. Wait a minute. Angel is a vampire who solves mysteries. Lucifer is an angel who. who, who <laughs> Lucifer is an angel who solves vampires. <laughs> Checkmate, atheists! Shall we go watch Lucifer now? Oh, yeah, it's Tom time. It's Let's Tom do time. this. It's Tom time. I'm ready for abs. So we just watched the pilot. Of Lucifer. We sure did. And it is actually called Pilot. And it, yes, it is. Rare occurrence of uh, the pilot actually being called Pilot. It was a true TV pilot, not the first. Yeah. Not an, it, it, though it is a Netflix series now, it did not start that way. So, a true pilot. Now, let's address, strangely, what were we wrong about? I I think we pretty much got it all, all of it. I, yeah. I, I will say I was surprised that there was still some heaven and hell drama-ness going on right away. Yeah. So that that was more than I was expecting. Yeah, definitely. Of the things we said, we weren't wrong about anything, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. But definitely my, some of my impressions of the show that I didn't say out loud and what we know were different. Um, I did not know that he... You, you mentioned that in apparently in the comics he owned a nightclub. I did not... I thought kind of, he probably won't actually own a nightclub in the show since it's like a procedural. But he does. And very clever way of getting him involved with with the crime solving anyway. Which I do, I do enjoy. I love getting the gang together. Yeah. Which was was very mild. Not truly a getting the gang together pilot, but. 
Yeah, I mean, I I was a little bummed to not have as much of Mazikeen. That's the bartender lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a she's a fun character in the comics. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully, will be a fun character in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more of the elements of what I loved from the comics are actually present in this Good. than I was expecting. Nice. So that, I mean. It was sold as a very, like, he's Lucifer, and he's just sexing up on everybody all sexfully all the sexy time. And, like, yeah, he but- kind of is, but also, like, there was a lot of creative writing of him not. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just sex-centric, and, like, the trailers for this were very much, like, it's a sexy sex show with sex times. L- literally, the thumbnail on Netflix when we went to watch it was Tom Ellis naked. Yeah. We're like, yeah, they're getting right to the point, aren't they? A hot guy will be naked. You like? Watch show. And I, I, Which seems to be giving the show a bit of a... Uh, it's a bit of a disservice, I would think. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, honestly, I mean, I think that's part of why I stayed away. Also, like, I know this is just me, but, like, whenever a network advertises, like, we're going to do a very sexy sex times show. but Silk stocking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, like, on broadcast television, mm-hmm. I'm always like, well, you're going to have to pull certain punches. Like, not that you can't make something very hot and steamy on what is appropriate for broadcast television. Yeah. But it's like, why would I do that when I could be getting something more, you yeah. know, I can get it, the R-rated experience over on HBO. Why yeah. am I watching NBC or whatever this was on initially? Yeah, I would say that... Uh... Often shows that are trying to do something sexy on network television, instead of just genuinely being sexy without showing a lot of like actual sex and nudity, which you can do, right? They just try to do the thing and then just don't show the the scene. Yeah, like, there's a lot of like artful like this person is naked, but like you just the the blanket is just oh, just stays right at the boob line, amazingly, yeah. like or things like that. Yeah, artful fadeaways and stuff yeah. like that that them aren't that artful uh it, it often just feels like what we really wanted to do a sick like a sexy sexual with actual sexy sex yeah. and then we just we just had to cut away instead of it being like creative so certainly yeah. this show it's definitely leans the pilot leans very heavily on the sex thing to be clear it's the it's the it's the fact that they fail at the creativity that bothers me, not yeah. the fact that I'm like, I must have nudity in yeah. my sexy time That's, show. Yeah, that I was just, me clarifying I the point clarify I knew that, that you were yeah. making, but I felt there was not... Yeah. Someone who perhaps didn't know you as well as I did yeah. might be hearing you go like, why are they even bothering to do sex on network television? If I want sex, I'll watch real sex. <laughs> if I want sex, I'll watch sex. You can get sex now. I will go TV. down to the store and I will say, one sex, please. And they will put it in a paper bag for me and I will take it home and enjoy it in the privacy of my own living room. Because I am a grown-up and that's what grown-ups do. Yeah. <laughs> one sex, please. And then the next morning the lights will fade on and I will be very satisfied in bed next to a paper bag, apparently, in this particular <laughs> fantasy. In this scenario. Sarah, do you have a one-sentence synopsis for this pilot? Let's see. One-sentence synopsis. The actual for reals devil who has quit his job to move to Earth and run a nightclub finds himself embroiled in a murder investigation working alongside a tough-as-nails lady cop detective who he finds strangely compelling and convinces her to let him, with his very particular set of skills, 
help her solve mysteries. Oh, also there's some heaven and hell bureaucracy war stuff going on in the background. Yeah. That was a pretty good one, I think. That was a pretty good was one. better than the I one mean, I did for Bridgerton. Longer than average elevator ride, but still an elevator pitch. <laughs> it was more of an actual sentence than the one I did for Bridgerton. Come on now. This Come is on true. now. This is true. I, I think we should just move on to that recap. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into it. <laughs> you better leave that in. <laughs> I like that we're just dropped into this in media res. Like that this is a, whatever is happening in his world is already going. Yes. You know, he's quit hell and it's kind of alluded to initially, but it's not like there's the scene. It's like, dad, I quit. You know, yeah, it's just like yeah. he's, he's, it's happening. And it's. The show it's, opens with him already running a sexy night club. And it's been happening for at least a few years, we learn as yes, well. Yes, yes. And I really... He's established. Yeah, and I really like earth. that because he doesn't... It, it, we don't have the whole like, uh, what is a car? What, it's a microwave? Just like, oh, yeah. we're past any of the like initial... Fish like, out of water. Like, yeah. we just get to him totally understanding everything. Yeah. Although, I mean, arguably, in the mythology of heaven and hell, mm-hmm. uh, it works in concert with the earth. Yeah. So... Uh, usually demons and whatever. They understand Earth because they have to in order to, like, d- tempt people or whatever. Yeah. This, um, I-, I was not familiar with Lucifer. I've only read, like, a couple of issues of Sandman. And mm-hmm. So, um, not familiar with that world. But, like, the, the vibe overlap, mm-hmm. the vibe and concept overlap of the way that this show approaches heaven and hell and the relationship therein and Good Omens is like astonishing considering that Neil Gaiman was only involved in the initial kind of concept of the character. I mean, he definitely set up a lot of the rules. Oh, he did? Okay. Of, in terms of how heaven and hell interact. Oh, okay. All right. So, sort of that, that bureaucracy that yeah. is happening. You know, you mentioned there's other heaven and hell bureaucracy happening. Yeah. Like that is... Um, that is, that's out of Sandman. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but but really quickly, the story kind of launches us into that, this murder investigation. That's the main yeah. arc of this pilot. Yes. And I thought, uh, well handled. Mm-hmm. We we have a, com- a complete murder is solved. Yeah. A mystery is solved. And uh, the, the kind of what the show is going to be is set up, or at least. Yeah. Presumably. Uh, I... Yeah, we start with, uh, he's at his nightclub. We meet his bartender. Mazikeen. Now, I thought he called her Maze. Yeah, short for Mazikeen. That's her her full name. Not Mazikeen? Oh, I don't... It's a word I'm used to seeing in print. Okay. I was just wondering, because I was like, wasn't... Her name was... I tried to catch her name, and I'm like, that's going to be short for some Bible stuff. Anyway, it's totally unimportant. He chats... He has a chat with his bartender. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, who we learn is also a demon who's also left hell. Yeah. Uh, and the the expo log was thick in the first few scenes. Yeah. Uh, getting things sort of like, I didn't leave hell so I could just be a bartender in this nightclub, boss. It was thick on the expo log, to be sure. Yeah. Which... Not, not super poorly done, just... Yeah. Which is why I think I was super... I was really happy that we dove right into a murder mystery pretty quickly. Yes. So this uh, this girl, uh, well, what's her name? 
Oh, yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Delilah. Delilah. So uh, th- this woman named Delilah. Shows Delilah. up. She shows up. <laughs> and Lucifer's you know like, Delilah hey there. Is, do you know Delilah is still on the air? Like Delilah, Delilah from I, the, the late night call-in Not request. at all surprised. Uh. Did you know that Delilah was a recurring character as her on-air self, never on camera, on the TV show Cedar Cove? Oh my God. They would just sometimes, someone would be listening to a radio and Delilah would be like, a thought about relationships that echoes what's happening in this episode of Cedar Cove. I'm Delilah. But then they didn't make up a fake radio station for her to be on. So she just says, you're listening to Delilah. And it just felt so wrong that I'm she never... I'm Delilah, you're listening to Delilah? <laughs> it was, that's yeah, all she yeah. would say is she right. never said like, in your, I'm Delilah and you're listening to, you know, Heartlines on the Shore, whatever her, right. you know, moving on. Uh, this woman shows up and we learn that she's a famous singer slash actress, mm-hmm. maybe on Hard Times, uh, but... Yeah, it's that, like her career's taken a bit of a dip. Yes, and that she got her start because she worked at the the club, mm-hmm. and Lucifer maybe pushed her in the right direction. She shows up uh, to kind of talk to him because things are rough, and she wants to ask him, are things rough because I sold my soul to the devil? And I was not totally clear on whether she was using that euphemistically or if she actually knew what he was. That that was a little unclear. Although as the episode goes on, something I actually really enjoyed, and I wasn't expecting this show to go whole hog on, yeah. is the fact that he's just like not hiding at all. I, you know, I said during Zero. the What We Know that yeah. I wasn't sure how that was going to be played. As the show went on, I went, no, I think somebody did tell me that the vibe is he's just very, very open about who he is, why he's there, whatever. And people just go, uh-huh, okay, weirdo. And that's actually quite fun. Yeah. Because it, something that often annoys me with, uh, for lack of a better term, we'll call them whimsical fuckery men. Yeah. In television you know doctor who or uh um excuse me the doctor gosh the show doctor who (laughs) yes or dirk gently's holistic detective agency or um you know any number of these where it's like there's someone who's just an agent of utter chaos who just like chaos demons walks through barriers doesn't pay attention to to any keep out signs anything like that we'll say we'll say chaos gremlin it's slightly less you know yeah Vex is a chaos demon. Doc, the doctor is a chaos gremlin. Okay, fair enough. He's a chaos angel. I don't know. It breaks v- down. Vex, as in from from Lost Girl. Oh, uh, he's definitely a gremlin in my opinion. But oh, yeah? I've watched more than you have. That's true. He starts out as a chaos demon. He gets more gremliny yeah. as the show goes on. Anyway, the, the the I bring this up because often when there's a character like this, I find it really hard to strike the sweet spot between. They, they're a loose cannon who could do whatever the fuck. And, yeah. And, Chaotic neutral. Yeah. <laughs> and, could the, have said. and making them like a compelling, interesting character that like you want to follow around. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons that the, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies lost interest as they went along because they became more and more about Jack Sparrow. He's great as a plot element. When we need to move the plot along and have someone do something insane, have Jack do something insane. Jack's insane. That's great for the plot. But when you make the whole plot trying to follow Jack... It's usually not as interesting mm-hmm. because it's just like, oh, he does whatever. And it's like, well, why? Who cares? Yeah. And, and I like this that he he has a very strong, very clear goal of solving this murder. Because very soon after leaving the club, 
Lucifer, Lucifer walks her home. It's very sweet. They have, you know, he's like, pull yourself together, get your career back on track. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. I want you to do better. Yeah. I was not expecting that either. Yeah. I, did, I did want to talk about that, that twist, if you like. Yeah. And so when she gets murdered, he's set on a court. Like he's a dog with a bone. Yeah. He's like a strangely with a trope. He's just going <laughs> for it. I genuinely without putting it in so many words in my mind, was more expecting that if it was this kind of show, he would stumble ass backwards into um, solving crimes or whatever because just because he was like, oh, this is fun or this is interesting or in a sort of pushing daisies way, somebody finds out his skill and Mm -hmm. shoehorns him into, Mm -hmm. like, I need you to help me with this stuff. You have, you can make people say things. Um, But yeah, I do appreciate that he had this reason. And it was right off the bat, it was mm-hmm. very clear that he cared about this woman. And, yeah. and she comes to him and says, you know, like, there a lot of bad came with the good. You know, did I sell myself to the soul to the devil? And he's like, no, I just introduced you to a few people. and But you do owe me a favor. And then he, she's like, "What? what is it? He goes, pull yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> you are wasting your talents and your life. And it was like, it was like I don't know it's a nice they did a good job I think of setting us up to expect like uh oh what's he gonna ask of her and then oh he just wants her to get herself together come on kid you can do it I don't know I thought it was really sweet and that that aspect of the Lucifer character in the comics I wasn't expecting this that's something that I really love in the comics is that you know he's like ah I'm the devil and everyone has opinions about what that means yeah and any human being has had the experience of having other people have opinions about them based on how they look or, or past experience or, you know, sort of that first impressions or whatever. And especially you and I as performers, it's like people have seen our show and they think that that says something about us, you know, based on that experience, even though who we are in our private lives is a different thing. And so it's something that like I really identified with in the comic is like, how do you live beyond this reputation? Mm hmm. And how do you change yourself if you want to change yourself? Because you're, you know, it's sort of like, well, this is the role that you have to play. Yeah. You sort of set yourself up to play this role because you played it for so long. Yeah. And Lucifer is someone who wants to get off the merry-go-round. And so to have that happening in the show, in the first episode, in the pilot, that's set up as a core push-pull for the character right away. I was, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Uh, I know we're already talking big, big picture stuff. No, it's okay. So. We can come. We can come back to the plot. Well, so because it just kind of move. It moves along. I, yeah, it, it moves we, pretty quickly. Yeah. As the plot in the episode kind of takes us through who the characters are and what their interactions are going to be, it can do so in the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, they are shot by a, a drive by, and then the and then the car the the, the, the drive by is immediately hit by a bus, which mm-hmm. was like intense. And intense. I was like, "Oh, this show just got serious," and then it kind of slows a little back yeah. down a little bit. But um, yeah, he he is completely unharmed. Uh, but unfortunately, Delilah is dead. So he goes over to the car, grabs the the shooter, the shooter, asks him some questions. Weirdly, doesn't say who do you work for, which seems like the obvious question. But then that would have solved the mystery too soon. So uh, he gets that information, then cops show up. There's an argument of sorts, some tension between two cops who are on the scene. What could it be? We have sexy lady cop who looks, I'm sorry, way too much like the actress who played Delilah. 
It's also, we were watching it on not a great TV and the internet connection was a bit iffy at the start, so it was a little blurry, but I don't know if you felt the same, but I thought they looked too similar. They looked very similar. Even the actresses, um, like IMDb headshots, like very similar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was, when, when Chloe, our main cop, Detective Becker, something like something that. She goes to speak to the witness. Mm-hmm. and he keeps saying, you look terribly familiar. I feel like we've met before. And I'm like, is that just a joke? It feels more significant, but is that just a joke on the fact that she looks like the woman who just died in the previous scene? <laughs> uh, of course it's not. Uh, it's a reference to the fact we find later that uh, she was an actress in a past life before she became a cop. Uh-huh. Anyway, she asks him some questions. He says, I'm totally the devil and I'm immortal and um, and stuff. And she's, and she's just like, like, this guy is absolutely crackers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's like, okay, weirdo. Uh, then he, he decides goes off. to go try to solve it himself. Yes, exactly. He's, um, he's worried. She's like, it's an open and shut case. Oh, we get a little tension between her and the first cop. He's like, come on, this is an open and shut case. Drug dealer. She had a drug problem. It's yeah. not a big deal. Don't let this be like previous case. And she's like, I took this job because of previous case. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was like a uh, nice little moment. Um, so then uh, she's like, it's probably an open and shut case. You can see her saying it because that's, I'm talking to the to the witness or whatever. Yeah. But you can hear it in her delivery that she's like, I'm not actually convinced, but this is the thing I need to tell this person. Yeah. So they don't go being a vigilante. Of course, Lucifer then goes. Interrupts, interrupts a wedding. Interrupts a wedding. Mwah. The wedding of a record producer who is formally engaged to the actress and singer mm-hmm. in question. And the supermodel that he is marrying. And honestly, I really did enjoy the people in the audience. I meant to look it up and see if any... At one point, Lucifer, you know, they get to the, he walks in right as they're saying, if anyone knows any reason, these two should not be married. And Lucifer's like, ooh, ooh, me. (laughs) I know so many reasons. Uh, Then he walks up to uh, the the altar and Mm -hmm. questions and makes things happen. Oh, we forgot to, we forgot to describe the intro scene of him driving and the scene with the cop, which establishes his magical woo-woo powers. Which is, he... He can get people to tell him their deepest, darkest desires. Yeah, which uh, that's something I genuinely, I did not know that he had, I I guess I low-key assumed he would have some kind of magical abilities. I did not know it was the, like, the thrall type. Uh, I can thrall you. I love a good thrall. And that was... It's not really a thrall. Well, it's 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 a specific thrall. It's yeah. not a general, you will do whatever I say, thrall, like a vampire style. Yeah. It's a very specific, like, I will you I will make you, you will tell me your deepest, darkest desire. It's, it's a thematic thrall. I guess. I mean, I, I read it more as, like, he's just so disarmed. Like, it, people people open up to him yeah, without clearly, realizing it. Clearly against their will. <laughs> Frequently, they are immediately afterwards go, oh my god, I just said that. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I. It's it's not just that he's so charming, it's it's very devil specific. Yeah, I mean, you I, seem to have an issue with me calling it thrall, but. No, I think it. I, I think it's. To say it's against their will, I think it's more like he is giving them what they secretly want to let these things out to admit to these things. Yeah. 
Um, I do not perceive a difference in what you're describing and what I was saying. It's I. It's, it's that it's that pressure point of he just he open he's opening the door, whereas they're they're not. It's not that they want to keep these things in. It's that they want these things out, and he's like saying, "Go ahead." It's not sure. that he's prying the door open. I guess that's or what I'm. He that, kind of sometimes he is. He says the peop, the more simple the person, the easier it is. The more right. complex person, the harder it is. So yeah. it did imply he sometimes he does have to do a little more prying than normal. Yeah. Some people it's probably really easy because they really want to say this, and honestly, they might have said it to someone when they just were a little bit drunk. Some people he has to work on them a little harder. Yeah, and I think that's maybe where my confusion is coming from is that the 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 parameters of the power seem a little bit not well set to me. It's like people confess things to him, but then it's like, does he, does he do a specific thing or does yeah. he have a, spe- I thought it was pretty clear when he interrupts the wedding, mm-hmm. which is the point in the plot that we're at. So perfect. Yeah. He says to the record producer guy, he's like, come on, tell me. And the guy's like, no, I'm not. He, he averts his eyes and goes, no, I'm not playing that game with you. Like he knows yeah. he has some sense of what Lucifer can do because they've had interactions before and he kind of looks away like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. And then I don't think he does in that scene. So he does. I think because it's I think Mike I've just figured out why I'm confused. Yeah. It's because some people he looks at them as like the soul gaze. Yeah. He's like, what is your deepest darkest desire? Yeah. And they tell him this like thing. Yeah. Right. And then there's other people where he's like he's talking to the the supermodel at the wedding, and he goes, "Uh, do you want to marry him or something?" You don't want to marry him, yeah. do you? And, and she's she like, blurts, "God no." Yeah, she God no, and then she blurts yeah. later. She blurts, "I really don't want to have sex with him tonight." Oh yeah, no, that's the thing she says first. Yeah, they, and yeah. He does not. He says something to her, but he doesn't say, "What are you thinking right now?" Yeah, it, it's in that case. Yes, you are correct. It, it's not clear if people just say these things or if he has to ask them a question. It seems like it can happen in either scenario. Depends on how strongly they want to say it. Yeah, and. They imply that he has an additional level of sort of thrall, I think, is the appropriate term, um, that is sort of sexual in nature. Yes, and now I'm on board with you. I think yeah. the reason I was I was getting a little bit confused about saying thrall is that there there seems to be two levels. Yeah. There's the there's the more intense like focused where he's actually trying to get something, but yeah. then it seems like he also has an aura of certain people will just blurt things out around him. Yes. Even if he's not. Because I think in some of, some of those conversations, he wasn't even addressing or even looking at the person. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they blurted, like, I don't want to sleep with them tonight. Yeah. It's like... They, I do yoga. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's that's why I was like, it's not quite thrall, because I feel like thrall implies, like, intent on his part, or that people will just do anything for him. Yeah. And it's like, there's something about being around him that opens things, opens people up. Yes. I... I think that's still covered by the word thrall, but we're not going to argue about the oh, definition I, of thrall. I don't actually know the definition of the word thrall. Oh. So. I guess I've, uh, I don't know that I've ever looked it up in the dictionary, but I believe it covers someone who has some sort of power over someone else. Um, it's used in non-fantasy, non-sci-fi context to be like, he seemed to have some kind of thrall over her. She just, she would just tell him everything just you know so it can be used to just refer to like a natural like you know control someone's life to have over someone else it can also be used to refer to like vampires some vampire fiction includes thrall abilities and some doesn't so the so the intent or lack of intent by the person who has the power is not 
relevant. I don't believe it's necessary. Okay. So my understanding of the word thrall previous to our conversation about, about this is that if a person had thrall, there was intent. You know, I, I wasn't going to do this, but I really want to look up the definition now. Not, not because we're like, no, I have to nitpick. Um, no, this is, I just, because I, to be clear, me arguing, arguing, getting into this is, I'm just genuinely curious that, that I don't under, I don't know this word. Yeah. Um, the state of being in someone's power or having great power over someone. So intent is not, is not necessarily. Yeah. Um, usually in fantasy contexts, like vampire stories, often it is the person looks at someone and they have to make eye contact and go, tell me what you know. And the woman goes like, he went that way or whatever, you know, sometimes it's very specific. And I think that's what we're getting from at least the pilot, which they might dial this in over the course Uh of the show and they might leave it vague, but he sometimes he can, he can put the power on. Right. I guess it's like. A hot guy like that, people might just kind of do things for him or tell him things just because he's nice, he's charming, and he's hot. Right. But also, you can kind of dial that power if you really want to get something out of someone. You can get more if you're kind of going, oh, hey, eye contact and all that. It's very true in reality as well. So That is absolutely the right word. It's from the Old Norse word for slave. Yeah, well, I've, I've heard it in the context of like a chieftain has thralls. Yeah. That's his, like, his dudes, his followers. Yeah, I've heard it, and apparently that's an archaic use, to refer to a person who is enslaved. The okay. modern use is to say, like, you, you have yeah. this, to to refer to the control that you have or the power right. you have over someone. Anyway. So uh, that's why I was, I, see, I genuinely learned something just now. Yeah, And thank that's you why for going <laughs> on that journey with me. I'm honestly glad we, off mic, we were having a conversation that, in the back of my mind, I was like, Oh, this will make a good podcast. But we're having a conversation about how a lot of times arguments come about because two people just have a different understanding of a word or phrase and they actually totally agree on the general subject, but they're arguing because they're just, yeah, they're, they're misidentified. They're, they, they think they're talking about different things. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and this is an example of a TV show leaving something, I think, slightly open-ended in order to to have room to fill it in later. It seems yeah. like they're going to develop this, this, uh, thrall power. Yeah. Over the season or over time. Yeah. Which is great. I'm into it. Um, obviously. Yeah. I, I apologize. Even though I, I'm glad we had this conversation. It was interesting. I do apologize a little bit for filling the need to use the word. I just like the word thrall. It's a good, I'm going to be using I it. Really like now. it. So over the course of, Pumping the record <laughs> producer for information. Yeah. Lucifer uh, gets a lead mm-hmm. and goes to check uh, on this lead. And the lead is a rapper named Too Vile. Mm-hmm. Which is just, oh, that's a I, good rapper name. I heard it as V-I-A-L and was like, what is that supposed to mean? Too Vile. <laughs> I am a child. Anyway. I, uh... I, I also have to say that uh, Tom Capinos is now two for two in writing hysterically perfect rapper names uh, mm-hmm. because he wrote Too Vile and he also wrote Hashtag. So the rapper's name was Hashtag in uh, Californication oh. and he referred to himself in the third person. So he would say like he's leaving and he'd go Hashtag out. Oh my God. That's ridiculous. Hashtag hungry. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Okay, it just sank it just, in. It's yep. so good. Yeah. It sounds like he's he's being the Hulk, but he's also hashtags. Oh boy. Oh, it's just it's too much. Oh wow. So Tom Capino's two for two. Two for two. Anyway, he goes to this big fancy house. I do appreciate a little subtle reference. He walks up to the door, not a reference, but he walks up to the door and a very correct, but white old you know balding white man in a butler uniform answers the door, and he says, "Yes, I'm here to see two vile." I'm sorry, sir. He's mourning. He says, I have narcotics for him. <laughs> very well. Please follow me. And it's just, it was a very nice little... And then, of course, we get inside and it's classic television hip-hop party. Right. Lots of loud music, beautiful people, a pool, a very weird statue of some sort of cartoon character, which I want to know, is there a story there? That has to have been a pre-existing thing that they were like, yeah, stick that in there. Like They kind of made that for that set. Yeah. What was it? I'm almost what wondering if that weird piece of art was in the house that they rented to film. Oh, that would be even better. Actually, they were like, yeah, sure. Leave it. Leave everything. It's perfect. This is a very weird house and it's perfect. So Lucifer roughs up Tuvile. Yeah. And Tuvile gives him another lead. Hangs him hangs yeah. him over a balcony and one of his guys shoots and he's like, don't shoot. It's like, yeah, you do not, do not shoot the guy. If he's managed to get your boss over a balcony, he's going to fall like two yeah. stories. Now yeah. is not the time for shooting. Uh, and yeah, he gets information out of him as well. And as he's about to leave... Chloe shows up. Doctor, 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 <laughs> doctor detective, doctor, lady cop shows up. Uh, yeah, uh, she shows up. Uh, she followed up because he had mentioned something to her. Oh, basically, it was just that he said there's more to this right. than than appears. Uh, so because he's like, oh, you listened to me. He's very pleased to see her. She's not pleased to see him because she's like, uh, well, I found out that Tuvi was the last person that this. That this low, that this lowly, low level, low level drug dealer called before he died. He's like, she's like, but I would like to know how the hell you got here. So she's a little suspicious of his involvement, um, and that's when someone recognizes her. Yeah, she was in a movie where she was naked because she tried to be an actress before she was a cop. Yeah, and they literally say. Yes, I remember that movie. It was the new Phoebe Cates. No, yeah, it was it, it was a total homage to Fast and at Richmond High. You're the you were the new Phoebe Cates. Like it felt like they were like, "Yes, Hot Tub High." And there was a scene where you came out of the hot tub naked. And then it's like, "Yes, we get it. It's like a, a Fast Times." And like, "Literally Fast Times. Literally Phoebe Cates pointing at her." Yeah. It was like, "Oh, okay. You did the perfect Send up of Fast Times and then you felt the need to also directly reference it. All right. Sure. We get the point now for sure. But also to weirdly throw in a reference to Eurotrip. Like, oh, did they? Yeah. They're like, is the hot tub free? Like there was like some other little line that was like a spin on the line in the hot, sexy hot tub scene in Eurotrip. I was like, wow. Okay. I really doubling down on the Fast Times references as you noticed. But then is there's Eurotrip like one... a a reference to Fast Times? No. There's oh. just, there's a naked oh. hot tub oh, scene. Oh, got it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood. Okay. I don't remember that line and I don't, but I've never seen Eurotrip, so I wouldn't have recognized it. So she then uh, gets suspicious of Lucifer being there, arrests him or tries to arrest him. 
puts him in cuffs, tries to get her into get him into the car. He gets himself out of the cuffs, and then he says, "Like, look, basically, without saying it, he says almost to the audience, the quickest way to get this lady to just accept that I have powers will be to get her to tell me something." And he leans in and looks her in the eye and asks her what her deepest, "Why are you a cop?" And she goes, "Well, I guess." I just always wanted to be, since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a cop, just like my daddy, so I could help people, and so people would listen to me when I tell them to get in the car. And it was, <laughs> mwah! Like, so good. The, the, she nails the way that people would talk to me. It's It was almost, like, arguably too much that she knows exactly how someone would react when he does his powers to them, but she... She guess she knows the kind of thing that he is trying to do, and she's seen movies where people right. do are in thrall. So right. the whole like, well, when I was a little girl, and she says my daddy, and it's like she goes her her face becomes a little more mm. lax. She goes into this you know ch- almost child state of of anyway. It was perfect, and the transition to so people would listen to me when I sing it in the car was like mwah, mwah. well done actress whose name I did not look up. Yeah, I forgot to look up her name, too. Yeah. Anyway, she was great, though. Yeah. So then um, he convinces her somehow. That he has a lead. Ah, yes. He has information. They should follow up on. So they go to follow up on his lead, which is that Delilah was seeing a therapist in Beverly Hills. Which Tuvile told him. Yeah. So they go to see the therapist, but on the way, there's a detour for more expo log where they set up more of the world. Yes. Which is that Chloe has a daughter... An adorable, precocious daughter. An adorable, precocious seven-year-old. Who, speaks with a lisp. <laughs> yeah. Who's gotten in trouble at school. Yeah. Because she, she was she, being... She was being bullied, so she kicked the bully in the no-no secret parts or whatever she so says. Good. Yeah, she's Yeah. She's, she's a little on the nose, but she's pretty adorable. Yeah. Also, I'll, I'll allow it. Then as they're leaving the school, uh, Lucifer has done a little bit of devil business to put the fear of... God, question mark, and the bully. Uh, his eyes turn red or something like that. Yeah. Then they're leaving the school, and who should show up and have the little girl go, Daddy, it's the asshole cop from the first scene who was saying, hey, don't let this is an open and shut case. Don't let this be like other case. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, they're, they're former. They have drama. They has drama. They have, they have out of... Uh, out of um, God damn it. What's the word? It's like, um, when there's the cops, the cop cops. <laughs> I realize how useless that is. The people who investigate cops, if something goes wrong. Internal affairs. Internal affairs. Thank you. They have external affairs, if you know what I mean. That's the joke I was desperately trying to get to, but I couldn't remember the phrase internal affairs. Oh my God. That's amazing. She and Detective... I had no idea where you were trying to go with that. I was just like... <laughs> I know. I, I'm not watching you dangle to be mean. I just genuinely yeah. don't know how to help as you. As soon as I said, you know, the cop cops, I'm like, wow, useless. <laughs> and then I used an actual grown-up words to make a sentence. But anyway, Dick, Dick, Detective Dick is also Detective Dad. Oh, <laughs> And, so. uh... Yes. The, so anyway, he takes the little girl, blah, blah, blah. Oh, also her name is Beatrice, but everyone calls her Trixie, to which Lucifer responds, that's a hooker name. What a hooker? Ask your mother. <laughs> and then, although I gotta say, it did annoy me that then she goes, mommy, what's a hooker? And she goes, daddy will tell you. And I'm like, you're doing the kid a disservice more than you're annoying your ex by letting him teach her that lesson. 
Just saying. Because dads can't teach that lesson? I'm just assuming that guy's kind of a dick. Oh. I trust, I guess I just, I don't trust, I don't trust most adults, to be perfectly honest, when a kid asks a complex question. True. Most adults are like, oh, you, you don't need to know about that. Or, oh, it's a it's a bad lady or something. You know, when adults get uncomfortable, sometimes they say things to kids that then inform the way the kid thinks of that thing. And it's bad. Anyway, it's a thing. It's a little, look, it's a little pet peeve I have. It's, it's okay, peeve, go in your kennel. Not, it's not playtime. Anyway. I, yeah, I, I, I guess I just, that didn't really strike me much just because I just, I haven't seen any of his parenting. He That's seems true. like a dick as an adult, but. Yeah, you know, he might be a very good parent. We don't know. But it does seem like the, the friction, the cop related friction is that, because she tells us later and might as well just say yeah, it here. Yeah, yeah. The, the case, other case. Yeah. She had a completely different opinion from the rest of her department on how to solve it. Yeah. And it was another high profile case and she she went all out she went out on she a stuck limb her point. neck out and it didn't pan out. Yeah. So, you know, I him being a little bit like this case just open and shut, just yeah. do, you know, by the book, blah blah blah. You know, he's being kind of a dick about it, but also like she, we don't know if she was in the wrong or if she got, you know, if it was like a conspiracy that pushed her down. So, right. I just, I want to say, I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'm just being judgy. And then I remembered the specific thing that was in the show that seemed very pointedly to say, maybe not a great dad, which I might be misreading. The second he walked up to, uh, to her and, uh, to Chloe and, and Trixie, uh, he said something and she, he said something, maybe not the first thing he said. He said something kind of argumentative to mom. Trixie immediately put her fingers in her ears. Oh, mom and dad are going to fight. I don't want to hear this. Or maybe I've been told not to listen. Right. It just, the way she immediately reacted, I'm like, yeah, she's, and then Lucifer says like, don't argue in front of the child. Yeah. <laughs> Which is delightful to have the yeah. devil telling you like, give the kid a break. He, he doesn't particularly like even, children. Even it's, Satan is like, guys. Guys, give your child a break. Stop yeah. arguing in front of the child. It's, it's trashy. Anyway. I didn't, I didn't notice that. But yeah, valid. Yeah, no, I mean that might be Chloe's fault as well. We don't know, yeah. you know, what her parenting is like either. I, I mean, I yeah. guess that 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 is a that is a really good point. Is that we just haven't see, the the kid is a prop. Yeah, so far. And it, like, yeah, the kid is a prop. Yeah. Hashtag the kid is a prop. Yep. Anyway, so uh, having done like that bit of business. Finally, we get to the business, therapist's office. We finally go to the therapist's office. I did, I appreciated that. So she lets him, she lets him come along after they leave the two vials mansion. But she, she's still not completely convinced. She's kind of like, okay, you say you've got a lead, get in the car. But if this lead doesn't pan out, I'm still arresting you. She does still make him sit in the back. He's just not cuffed. And she's being very, I, th I, part of me was like, she gave in kind of quickly, but I, I mean, she is still being suspicious. And then when she calls to ask someone, you know, check on this lead that she was using a fake name and she might have, she was seeing this therapist, we have her name, but just her first name. So then when the call comes back in and like, yeah, text me the address. He's like, oh, what was that? <laughs> Did my little lead pan out? She's like, yeah, whatever, shut up. So then they go to see the therapist. Finally, we get to the therapist's office. We get to the office. therapist's office. But before they get to that, no, I'm just kidding. We're finally in the therapist's office. 
I thought it was important. No, it, it was. I'm more making a joke about the fact that the, the whole detour to the school yeah. is so jarringly out of place. But it's like, where do we put it? Well, we'll put it here. Yeah. That that's more about my finally is okay. like it's yeah. not that you added important plot details. It's that like of all the writing in the show, that is the most clunky for me. Is like Fair oh enough. my daughter's school called. She got in a fight. Yeah, honestly, the the like what? Oh, of course. Well, I'll be right there. It's like so. It is a little bit of a cliche. Yes. Yeah, it's like Tom Capinos is a better writer than that, and I feel like that's like we gotta have the kid. The kid has to appear in the pilot. It's like yeah. fine. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy that the kid seems to just be weirdly drawn to yeah. and like a, suddenly is like he's funny he's my best friend now you know and the he's devil. just like child uh what do with with yeah. small human yeah uh that was i did kind of enjoy that dynamic it's cute but yes so we finally get to the therapist's office they get into the office and his abilities his non-active yeah. Thralling abilities are apparently very effective with this woman because she is immediately like staring she's just with that look on her face yeah she is she is uh she is giving him uh the 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 cow eyes i don't know what do you want to call it but uh meanwhile chloe is trying to ask her like real important cop questions and she's just like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and her eyes just keep like kind of sliding over to to lucy (laughs) and he's like no hold on hold on we just need to deal with this like (laughs) Yes, it's like, yes, we can, but you need to give me some information first or whatever. And Chloe's like, do you two know each other? He's like, no, 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 but I know that look. And you don't give me that look. That's very interesting. And she's like, why is... Basically, he is established as being quite fascinated with the fact that she seems to be immune to -hmm. both his charms, just in a general sense, and his specific devil abilities. Yeah. Um, But yes, uh, Dr. Linda is not immune to his no. charms. And he basically just says like, look, you want to tell me. They know because Tuval mentioned it that yeah. Delilah was having enough, was sleeping with, uh, cheated on him with somebody, a, a, a famous a male celebrity, mm. a married, married, sorry, married yeah. male celebrity. Uh, and they're like, just tell us. And she's like, oh no, I can't. And I, I, I appreciate that she starts out just being like, no, 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 I, I, I can't tell you that. That's, you know, of course yeah. not. And then she's like, she gets a little more like, oh, come on, I can't. And then it's like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's really fun. She yeah. is clearly having a hard time fighting, but she's also like, ha- it's kind of, she's having fun with it. She's not like, no, I, I, I can't, I mustn't, my morals. She's like, oh, stop. It's, it's fun. I'm so glad she's a series regular. I know, me too. Like, I saw that. I, we both went to look her up because, because she looked familiar. And yeah. I was like. Oh, that makes perfect sense. I wasn't necessarily expecting it. Yeah. Having seen it, I'm like, yeah, this is good. So, yeah, he's like, basically, like, we can go to Pound Town. <laughs> but you need to give me some information first. And she's like, mm. And then when she finally says the name of this famous actor. Yeah. It's Gray Cooper. Yep. Literally, an, it's a barely an anagram of Gary Cooper. Yeah. And he's just barely like. Barely trying. Really? Like, he's so disappointed. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's just so, like, square. And I meant to look up that actor as well. He's, if I've never seen him before, he was perfectly... Oh, you've perfectly, seen him before. He's perfectly cast as, like, 
it's he almost looks less like an actual action star than he looks like if you put all the male action stars in a blender yeah you've <clears> seen <throat> him before we'll get there oh will we oh i can't wait to tell you can we go there <laughs> we could go there sarah uh yeah um i love that he's so disappointed also i want to point out that when we eventually do see his wife they're like isn't he married to that yeah um, amanda something or whatever her name is yeah and then she shows up and i was like she looks like amanda pete and her name was amanda i don't know if that was just my brain making connections but yeah uh he's a little disappointed um there's a little bit of more fun business uh he's like she's like chloe's like did you give her something did you roofie her because she is acting a little bit like yeah oh my gosh <laughs> and he's just like this is this is this is you're seeing it yeah yeah this, this is, is now, just, this, this, this is what thing. i do this is yeah. how it works and then they're about to leave and he's like oh um i did make a promise can you wait outside she's <laughs> like are you serious and dr linda's like uh-huh <laughs> and he's like okay i have to take a range he's check. like okay yes i i will come back <laughs> yeah and they leave uh, so that they can follow up on that. They end up at, uh, they're in LA. They did establish that earlier, mm-hmm. which makes perfect sense. They show up at a film shoot mm-hmm. where, uh, it's weird. He just strolls into the film shoot, yeah. right? Past all the barriers. Past all the barriers, yeah. past the security guards. Walks right up to an action sequence where there's a car rolling and whatever. And it's a fun shot where he just just completely unbothered strolls in front of a car crash because yeah. he knows he's immortal. Right. And then they do this thing. It's like it, you ever see something in a show where it's like they they knew the joke they wanted to make. But then something got lost and they didn't quite get there. Like they kind of make the joke, but then they don't. Which is that he strolls up to the car, a guy gets out of the car, and he goes, that's not great, Cooper. And it's like a joke about action stars having stunt doubles. Stunt doubles, But then they don't, no one says, of course not. You think I would risk, like the, the, yeah. the director says, of course it isn't. Who is this guy? He doesn't go, of course it isn't. You think I'd risk great Cooper on a car crash? He's worth a million bucks or something like that. They don't. Drive oh, the point was, home. For me, the joke was that Lucifer was just being a dick and ruining the shot. Because he could. He's just making a scene. Yeah, but then when we see, seconds later, we see, you know, Chloe walks up and goes, yes, hello, actual cop, we do need to talk to Mr. Cooper. Then suddenly he's there, and he is dressed uh, just like the guy who got out of the car, and he has fake blood in his face and everything. I was just waiting for the visual gag. I was waiting for the visual sort of button on the end of that joke where the, then the... You know what would have been The stunt double walks up and goes like, it walks by and goes like, hey, man, or something like, hey. Like, I wanted to see that. I know exactly what would have been better. What? Okay. So, this, so Lucifer and the cop, they, they talk to the actor, and at first they're not getting anything, but then eventually it comes out, the actor was sleeping with Delilah. Yeah. Uh, the actor's wife shows up, and because both of them are in front of Lucifer, the actor admits to sleeping with Delilah. The, his wife admits that she's sleeping with some other go- dude, yeah, Brandon or something. The the, the his security driver. guard, his driver, his bodyguard. Yeah, his bodyguard should have been the stunt double. Should have been the stunt double. Would have made the joke better. Yeah, because you've already you've established this guy who looks kind of like him. Da, 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 da. It, it's the sort of thing that makes me wonder whether a line or a shot that would have sold that joke had to be cut for time mm-hmm. or. They, they had already shot the scene where he goes, that's not Greg Cooper. And then it was supposed to be the stunt double. And right. then they the, the stunt double 
actually got injured and couldn't be there yeah. for that. Something something real world happened that they kind of had to drop that half of the yeah. joke. Or anyway. they cut they cut a scene because I, yeah, I got to tell exactly. you this pilot moves. Yeah. It's great. I, it, it disappointed me that that joke kind of is like, it's like they set it up and then there was no punchline. And it, I always found that very frustrating. But you're right. It would have been amazing. I love that Lucifer doesn't even do any devil stuff to the wife. Like, yeah, he she's doesn't. Just in he, his proximity, she starts saying stuff. No, 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 no. Okay. I do not think that that was the result of the proximity. Now, it could have been. It could have been intended yeah. that way. But it read as if it was just, because he's, he's like, so tell us about your relationship with Delilah, blah, blah, blah. And then finally he's like, come on. Right in the guy's eye, he goes, what do you want? The guy goes, to be the president of the United States of America. And he's like, hey, why not? I mean, if it worked for Arnold. And I went, Reagan. Reagan is the actor to become the president. Maybe. Is that too old a reference now? I mean, yeah, Reagan. I guess Schwarzenegger is more recent. Schwarzenegger is a more recent, but he ha- he's not the president. He's just a governor. And Schwarzenegger was also action- this guy's like action, so he's like, yeah, he seems like I guess someone so, who would but look up to Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I guess part of my brain was like, actor who wants to be the president, Ronald Reagan is the obvious reference. And honestly, I would put $20 down, and I'm pretty broke, I would put $20 down on in the original script, it was Reagan, and somebody said, this is a Schwarzenegger. He's an action star. It's a more recent reference. A lot of people these days don't even know that Reagan was an actor first. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I would put twenty dollars on that fact, and maybe I would lose, but I would put it. I'll take that on bet, the table. and I will. I'll. I'll I'm gonna. Let me get to the bottom of this. Okay. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. We're shaking you, on it. There's we're gonna shake on it. Right we're shaking here. on it. Oh, oh, that's the photo. That's the photo for the episode. No. Yeah, a, a bet is made. Uh, we, we, we'll do it later then. I don't want to get up and get a photo with... I have a camera right here in my I hand. I know, but like, I have to lean over. It's a bad... There we go. $20, absolutely. Yes. It's a bet. If, honestly, if you watch enough interviews to track down that very ungoogleable question, I you deserve $20. <laughs> so, anyway... Where were we? Oh, yes. He convinces him, oh, if you're going to be the president, you don't want any little dirty secrets, blah, yeah. blah, blah. He gets him to admit. The wife walks up and goes, oh, my gosh, honey, where? What's going on? I thought we were going to have lunch. And then he gets him to admit. He's like, you were sleeping with her, weren't you? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, God, I just said that out loud. And the wife just goes, whatever. It's not like I didn't know. Why do you think I'm sleeping with Bobby and gestures? It's a great, he's in the background. The, yeah, it's the, a rack focus. It's perfect. It's yeah. He was in the background. He's blurry, but he's like eating like a protein bar and he just stops. He's like raising it to his mouth and stops when she says it. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> I, I thought, well done background yeah. guy. He did it. It was perfect. Anyway. Um, then, then they start yeah. at each other and they just go, okay, well, you do that, whatever. But, but the clue discovered this time is that uh, uh, Gary, G- Gary, Gary, Greg, Sh- G- Gray, Gray Cooper, Gray it's Cooper, Gary has, Cooper barely reorganized. Has letters. the same super fancy watch that the drug dealer had on. Yes, the drug dealer had a fancy watch that was called out in the very first yeah. when when Chloe first appears. Uh, yes, he has the same watch. He's asked where it came from. He lies and says it's a prop, and his wife goes, oh, no, isn't that the one that Delilah, it, gave, Delilah you. gave you? Which was weird. It sounded like he was saying, oh, it's a prop. 
Because he didn't want to admit Delilah gave it to him. But then his wife already knew? Yeah. Anyway. She says, that's when Delilah gave it to you. Oh, yes, on our last movie. Because it was called Time After Time or yes. something like that. Uh, it was a rap gift. And they're like, oh, wow, it's a pretty expensive rap gift. Did she give $10,000 watches to everyone in the cast or just you? And he's like, well, just me as far as I know. So then that's the, that's the yeah. connection. Why would she give that watch to the drug dealer? Mm-hmm. She didn't. She gave it she to her didn't. producer. Who she was engaged to for a while. And we're full circle yep. back to the producer. Yep. Uh, they, you know. Storm in. Storm into the producers, into a, a studio, where he, a recording yeah. session, uh, where he's being a dick to the musicians. Just another, a nice little moment to remind us, this guy's a bad guy. Yeah. Not only, not only did he, oh no, that's right. There's another space between those two. There's another piece of information that locks it in, which is that uh, he goes back to the bar. I'm sorry. He's, it's, it sounds like a, a crazy person theory. There's another space of information that locks it in, which is. <laughs> which is. Which is. No, th- there's another space of information. Th- there's more information that locks it in. I've got a theory. It could be witches. <laughs> Which is that he goes back to the bar and we see there's a um, there's a, a, a shrine of flowers and candles mm-hmm. in the spot where she was shot. Also, someone has set up a television which is showing a video of her performing, right. which part of me was like, no, one, no one's going to steal that TV. Where is it? Where's it plugged in? Yeah. Anyway, um, he goes into the bar and the TV in the background does a little bit of classic. He happens to be there at just the right moment right. for the TV to say... Sales of the soundtrack time after time skyrocketed in the yeah. wake of Star Delilah's untimely death. You know, and they're like, he goes, boom. Right. And that's when it all comes together. So we go back and we realize. Record producer paid the drug dealer with a watch to Because kill he her. really needed the money, yeah. as evidenced by the fact that he had to pay with, with a watch. watch. And he killed her not only because he was humiliated. We established earlier that yeah. she left him at the altar. He's uh, Lucifer in their first conversation says, you left the guy at the altar. And she goes, yeah, that was kind of rude. <laughs> it's cute. So then in the moment, uh, he grabs, a, he has a gun? The producer, yeah. He just had a gun, a gun on gun him. He pulls the gun out, grabs one of the like session musicians. <laughs> like it's not even the main Little lead singer, some, some guy in the yeah. background holds a gun to him. The guy says nothing. He just deer yeah. in the headlights. Uh, he goes, I'll, "I'll shoot him!" And Lucifer starts walking towards him and doing things. He's gonna get him to confess or whatever. And Chloe's got her gun out. And she's like, "He's gonna shoot you! Stop it!" And he's like, "I'll be fine or whatever." And then because he's he's starting to turn the gun on Lucifer, Chloe shoots him. Yeah. Weirdly, instead of rushing over to be like, is he actually dead? Can I can I do some devil to him right before he dies? He immediately whirls on Chloe yeah. and says like, why did you shoot him? Uh, he was going to shoot you? Uh, I told you, I would have been fine. I'm immortal. It's I needed to punish him. He should yeah. be punished. Dying is too easy and, and out. And she says, uh, where he's going, I think the punishment is coming. And he's like, you are missing the point. I'm not I'm, there. I'm here. <laughs> the punishment is here. Yeah. And, but because he whirled on Chloe and they didn't even check to see if the guy was dead, he shoots Chloe. 
Yeah. Chloe falls over. L- L- Lucifer is like, ah, no, you, no, I like you. You can't die. Trust me. You're going to be fine. Um, we're going to, I will see to this. Dad will just have to wait for your company or some cute line yeah. like that. And she's like, I am totally dying right now. And then the <laughs> record producer keeps on shooting. Yep. Shoots Lucifer twice in the back so she can maybe see that he's actually taking yeah. bullets but it's and like she's he, kind of fading she's out. kind of fading so it's it's plausible deniability she's been given another piece of evidence yeah. of his abilities but still she might kind of go well i was i was kind of out of it um but it's kind of funny because he's they're having this moment don't you die on me you know kind of that moment and then shoot shoot guns and he's going mm, mm, like he can feel it he yeah. does not feel it and he goes hold on just a moment. I need to deal with something. And he gets up and just like takes the gun from the guy. Like, would you stop? Uh, and then he, he like smashes his face into a mirror. Oh. And in the broken mirror, we see Lucifer's actual face, like kind of out of focus. Yeah. But his actual face is, is sort of like a red a, skull ish. Yeah. Drippy kind of slimy demon. Red. Thing. Yeah. Death face. Um, and the guy's like, ah! And, and then we we'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah, but we cut to Chloe waking up mm-hmm. in a hospital bed. Conveniently, Lucifer's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's. I was gonna say she's suddenly very friendly, but she is probably on a lot of painkillers. Yeah. Um. She says thank you. Yeah. For well, you. I'm pretty sure I'd be dead if you hadn't helped me. She isn't processed enough, even though in some ways it's kind of his fault that she got shot. Yeah, because he, he distracted her. He distracted her, yeah. But she's being charitable in this moment. Uh, she says, thank you. And he's like, mm, what was that? You know, and they have a fun little moment. And he's like, come on. You, I think this is uh, good evidence that I'm nice, I'm useful to have around. He basically pitches <laughs> her the show. Yeah, he basically pitches her the show. You're on the outs in the department. I'm useful to have around. I think this could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And then Trixie runs in and like... Lucifer and grabs yeah. him around the legs and he does some great physical like oh good. um <laughs> yes hello human child I do not know how to deal with you liking me it was just it was a great bit yeah. of physical stuff really on Ta- Tom Ellis's behalf Tom, Tom Ellis through all of this has like that's a great microcosm of the fact that like he can play charming and be very sexy but mm-hmm. like when his when his charm thrall powers aren't working on Chloe, mm-hmm. he just kind of looks like a smarmy douche. Like, yeah, he can do both of those, and that is great. Yes, like there is more to Tom Ellis and his performance in this show than just yes, you're very fit and yeah. you have a, a suave accent. And I mean, He's... he was fighting an uphill battle with me. Yeah, that he fought so well; it was basically downhill battle. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. Excellent. When yeah. you show up expecting Bowie, anybody's a letdown. Let, yeah, let's just be. But like, uh, yeah, definitely hats off to Tom mm-hmm. Ellis, really, uh, really pulling it out, <laughs> pulling oh, yeah. out all the stops. He pushed the boat out, as they say, Bo- mm-hmm. bowed out. I feel like I pronounced that weird, but anyway. Uh, so that's basically the episode, yeah. except mm, we get ah. two scenes of some, some really intense expologues setting up the stuff I said I wanted in the show. Yes. Which was... We, we, we talked about this ahead of time. Right. We said, but in between recording, we said, let's just go through the plot and then we'll get to the yeah. heaven and hell stuff. It makes more sense to just deal with it as a thing. So, you know, we've already established he's out of hell. He's he And, and so this, this angel comes to visit him and his name is... D.B. Woodside. D.B. Woodside. Yeah. Just, I don't remember the angel name. It's an angel name. It's like... I was going to ask, like, 
I'm sorry, strangely was raised with a lot more Bible than I was. It's uh, not was a Bible gonna, name. I was going to be like, is that a Bible name? Do you know that one? No. All right. You sure? It might be an apocryphon. It's not in the King James. Oh, okay. Yeah. All um, right. Very uh, confident. The King's James? Anyway, uh, it's not in there. It's, it's so, so he shows up. You had and, a Bible that belonged to a king? What? Yeah. Crazy. Multiple kings. Wow. Yeah. Strangely, wow. All right. So All he, right. Fun's fun. <laughs> so, uh, D.B. Woodside comes down from heaven, mm-hmm. as he does for any show he appears in. Mm-hmm. And he essentially he, he says... He appears before any of the murder starts. Yeah. He shows up. And I really liked the the uh, establishing thing that when he arrives, time slows down. Doesn't it always? Right? But it's it's a nice visual cue yeah. that a heaven stuff is about to happen. Yeah. And both uh, time, everything slows down. Everyone, mm-hmm. the, the, the drink, a drink is being poured and suddenly yeah. the liquid slows down. But both Maze and uh, and Lucifer are like, oh boy, here we go. So, And and it doesn't totally stop. I really like that no. effect. Yeah. The time half speed stop. effect is really cool. The half speed. Yeah, yeah. It was a good visual thing. I like it. So in this first scene, uh, Angel Woodside is like, <laughs> you, you, you need to be in hell. Heaven is requesting that you go back to hell. And Lucifer's yeah. like, no. Deal. Yeah. What are oh, you going to do about it? Oh, a good line too. It was like, yes, totally. Um, let me check my calendar. Um, how is the 6th of never to the 17th of not going to happen? Does that work for you? Something like yeah. that. It was, it was nice. And, uh. The D.B. Woodside is kind of threatens him like, oh, you should, there is an order to things and you need to go back or whatever. And then he, he pulls angel rank on him and mm-hmm. his wings come out and his wing tips are sharp. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm an X-Men kid. Like, yeah. I love that shit. And he, he like, holds one wing. Yeah. The, the, the tip, tip of his feathers to uh, Lucifer's neck. And he yeah. goes like, oh, go for it. Dad would love that. You think dad, you think dad's angry now. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like, he's like, mm. Little shit. Yeah. So Woodside kind of mopes off. Yeah. Uh, and then, so then we have our whole plot, whole yeah, episode, yeah. Da, 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 and then the the last sort of the last scene. Yeah, he shows up. Lucifer shows up at the club in a mirror of the earlier scene. Mm-hmm. He drives up, parks right in front of the club, tosses his keys to the valet guy who's like, "Hey, boss." In the, but this time, the keys slow down in midair, and he goes, oh, God, not again. It's it's delightful. The first time, there's a sense of trepidation, mm-hmm. which the audience will also feel with, what, oh, what's happening? Magic is happening. Everything's right. slowing down. What's going on? This time, he's like, oh, not again. And it's a nice little feeling of, this just, just is just an annoyance to him. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was well done. And so D, DB is there again. Yeah. DB, he, DB Heavenside. We've, we've arrived. Yes. DB Heavenside is like... You are behaving out of character. I've been mm-hmm. watching you. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that was <laughs> so good. good. Perfect. Uh, and and there was an earlier conversation with Maze where yeah. she says, like, you've changed. Yeah. And you're starting to care about these humans. You're, you are the devil. You're the devil. And he's kind of like, I'm... Yeah. Well, now I am not going to kind of yeah. arms crossed. Like he's a little bit like I want to deny it, but also it's not not true. Yeah. Um, which part of it? It seemed like she was like, 
you're, you're changing and you're starting to care about these humans. It's like, when has this change started to occur? Because it's not like it's just Chloe. She, he's so, somewhat fascinated by Chloe. He does say at some point, ooh, when they're at Dr. Linda's office, mm-hmm. he's like, my thrall doesn't work on you. Not in those words, but he's like, huh, that's fascinating. And Dr. Linda says, see, see you say fascinating, but really you're annoyed by it. She like therapists yeah. him and he's like, how dare I ask you, but yeah, um, she, she also, before, uh, DB Heavenward, uh, shows up, uh, she, she Maze has also kind of pointed out like, yeah. you are changing, you're starting to care about yeah. humans. I'm not super down with this either. And, and that is essentially what's happening in this scene with DB Heavenside is he's like, you're not, you're out of place. Yeah. And so they, they kind of make some grumblings at yeah, each other. Yeah, he says like, oh, you don't want to start a war, do you? Or something. And uh, yeah, DB's like, I would love a war. And he pops out his wings again. And this was actually, this was the moment I completely, I'm, I'm on board with Tom Ellis. Yeah. Was his reaction to seeing the wings that time. Did you catch that? He's heartbroken. Oh, I I actually was noticing his uh, his... I noticed something else about his performance, but go okay. go with that thought. So he's heartbroken because biblical Lucifer gets cast out of heaven, cast down flames. It's kind of an, and it seems like they're going with an Icarus thing. Yeah. Because I at some point I saw a photo of like the full his look. Oh. And he he looks burned. Mm, okay. And so it's I and. It, also in the comics at some point like it's like he used to have wings he doesn't have wings anymore and he gets wings later in the comics oh so it's like he's we it's the moment in the in this episode where i feel like we actually see his damage that it's it's not like whatever he's doing here on earth you know it's not some devil scheme yeah and the thing is is db woodside thinks it's some devil scheme he's working he thinks he's working an angle maz is like Boss, when are you going to tell me the angle? Like, I what swear the f- she called him Maze. We're going to look this up. It, it, it's, I'm in a habit of calling someone something for over a decade. Yeah, uh, no, that's in my fair. mind. You're used to reading it in a comic book and calling yeah. her Maz. Okay. It's, it's, it's Maze like, Akeen mean, or something yeah. is her name and her full name in the credits. Anyway. Right. So it's just like M-A-Z. Like, I'm just like. No, that is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. I don't know why the show then called her Maze, but I swear he called her Maze because I went maze that's got to be short for some biblical stuff right anyway it's corn <laughs> this show is a little corny yeah uh, um but it's this is the moment we see his damage yeah yeah and that is really fascinating because yeah. i read it very differently so how did, how did you read it um i thought he was scared because and we both obviously we were both seeing a moment of vulnerability yeah. um i thought it was it was a moment of of not it's interesting because every way I can think of to describe his behavior is actually like, no, of course that you, what you are describing is what's happening. He was, he was heartbroken. He was like, yeah. um, I was seeing, you know, he pulls out the wings, which we've known are, are like potentially weapons. Mm-hmm. And this time there's a little bit of, they're in the middle of a street. They're in the middle right. of a busy, busy street and the cars are moving at half speed, but they are still moving. Mm-hmm. And Lucifer has strolled out to the middle of the street to meet the angel. Uh, completely blasé the way he does, mm. right? Because he's immortal. So in contrast to him always acting blasé because he's immortal, suddenly he with the with the wings, he's like, 
And I was like, ooh, it's, it, that's to drive home the, the idea to us that the one thing that can hurt him is a fellow angel, demon, whatever, a fellow uh, right. biblical type person. So I get I, I was reading it just as that, but I'm I'm sure that was intended to be more what you were describing. Yeah, vulnerability is a very good. It was, it it it's. It, but either way, vul- yeah. we're both reading vulnerability, yes, which I exactly. think is great for the for the actor. Yes, yeah, and for the character to have this moment, he's been very cocky throughout the whole episode yeah. because you know this is what he's this is how he is, but yeah, to finally have that moment of of vulnerability and, and kind of him showing a little bit of fear while standing in the middle of a street full of cars and the cars are not the thing he's scared of. It's this other angel. Anyway, it was just, it was a, it was a good visual thing. I appreciated it. At first you think maybe, Oh, they're just having him walk out into the street yeah. for the visual, the moving cars. Yeah. But I thought it, it going to hit home mm-hmm. in this moment that he's kind of scared. He's feeling uh, vulnerable and, and right. frightened or, or just, shaken and it's nothing to do with the cars around it right. anyway it was good so the, the kind of th- like oh this could have larger consequences yes what you're doing here yeah and so strangely wood side flies away uh and we get the last scene in the episode yes which sets up the other ongoing element of this that i'm actually more excited about yeah. than the procedural stuff with the cop yes yes which is he goes back to dr, dr. Linda's linda office. she's leaving for the day and he's like Here's the deal. Like, oh, and he's got a leather jacket on now. He's yeah. a little like dressed down. Yeah. And he's like, okay, here's the deal. We can do all the naked cuddles that you want, but I'm going to need something from you as well. You have to listen to me talk because, you know, just some existential crisis stuff going on. Okay. And she's like, uh-huh, that's fine. Drags him into the office, switches on the little light outside the door to indicate she's in a session. And there we go. What's funny is I just thought that was, I was just like, what, what a fun joke about him being vulnerable and kind of mm-hmm. needing someone to talk to still. Then when I saw she was a recurring character, I'm like, oh, this is totally going to be a recurring thing yeah. with him, you know, on the couch. Wink, wink. I winked with both eyes. Did right. you see? <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's that a recap. that's a recap and we can bring it on to the segments. Where did the money go? This is the segment where we talk about where we think they spent the budget and sort of, I don't know, this is kind of an inside baseball-y segment, but I really enjoy looking at a pilot and seeing if I can figure out sort of how they spent the money. Because I think it shows priorities. Yeah. Sometimes there's one obvious thing that was a big splash and sometimes not, but... Uh, I'd say that car crash at the beginning, the bus and the cars, mm-hmm. that was a big one for sure. The, the car flipping stunt at the action scene. There's some some really fun practical stuff where they actually crash some cars and things, which I, I really appreciated, which which keeps the show feeling very grounded. You know, it's a show about, you know, angels and demons and the devil and stuff. And yet there's not like a bunch of weird CGI creatures running around or anything like that. You know, they, yeah. it, they keep it pretty tactile, yeah. which is great. I know that's actually a really good point that the first thing that came to mind for me were, yeah, the two car crashes as opposed to the effect of the, the angel visitation Mm -hmm. and the wings. Honestly, I didn't think the wings looked that good. They didn't, which, uh, the one other comment I have for this segment is I noticed a place where they notably did not spend money. And I'm wondering if it just was so not good that they went with the second option, which is when, uh, D.B. Woodside goes back to heaven, which is mm-hmm. his natural place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where he belongs. <laughs> the, you hear the whoosh 
of him whooshing up, mm-hmm. and it's just a shot of Lucifer's face, like, following him up. And being like, ah, there you go. Oh, there you go. I did not but notice we didn't, the, we didn't the lack get a, of it. We didn't get a shot of him flying away. And I'm yeah. wondering if either A, they made one and they're like, guys, this, uh, no. Or this they could have easily Sonic gone. The Hedgehog guys, like, we just yeah. not. <laughs> they, or they could have, yeah, they could have easily gone just like, we don't need to show him flying right. away and we have a budget. So. Right. It's, that was just a notable thing where they decided to let Tom Ellis sell it instead. And he totally yeah. did. He did a great job with it. Ta- so. Let Ellis sell it. Let Ellis. Look, that should be any show Tom Ellis is in from now on. Just <laughs> let Ellis sell it. All right. That actually could be a segment. Like it'd be like a joke YouTube video or something. Yeah. Where it's like, let Ellis sell it. And they give him, you know, ketchup popsicles yeah. <laughs> to little old ladies in white gloves. You oh. know. Hey, do you need ketchup popsicles? Like, that could be a funny, the kind of funny YouTube bit that a talk oh, yeah. show does. Sorry. So good. Let's move on to our next segment, which we like to call... Clips and Chips! This is where we talk about two things, which are both generally predictions. Cliffs, uh, cliffhanger uh, predictions for the end of the first season. Ships, relationships that we want to see blossom or develop as they go further. Uh, I am, uh, I, notably, I do not ship, uh, Chloe and Lucifer, which I, I also did not feel that they were trying to make that a thing. Clearly no. it's a little bit of a will they, won't they, but the will they is not sex as m- much as it is get along and understand each other and trust each other, which I'm into that. I, I like that his... He's trying to use his mojo on her, but he's not trying to seduce her. Like, no. and he's not even like yowza. Like, no. He he has a little bit of a like. Did I see her naked? Like, have we yeah. Had he's sex he's a little yeah. In the beginning, he says, "You look familiar." I I swear I've seen you naked. Have we had sex? But the way he delivers it is very straightforward. Yeah. She of course is like, "Wow, really?" Because of course it sounds like a ridiculous line. Knowing who he is, though. Yeah. His delivery feels very like no. I've slept with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because it's fun and it gets me things, it gets me where I want and everybody wants to have sex with me, so why not? So it's very real possibility that I have slept with you and you look weirdly familiar and it's bothering me. It, it is uh, arguably, I could imagine a lot of people watching the show and being like, he's too, he's too sleazy for me. I felt like it was a good balance. Yeah. But I, it, also, it was also just on that side of the balance where I was like, I could see some people not, not digging this. Which I hope that... That's something that comes further into tune as the show goes on. The yeah. balance between him being like, I have sex powers, but also um, not being a creep. Yeah, well, I guess that's why I'm really invested with understanding how much of it is conscious and how yeah. much of it is just an aura that's around him. Yeah. Because like, if it's something that he doesn't necessarily have full control over, yeah. that could be a really interesting thing th- dramatically. Yeah. Where it's like he has this, like, people react a certain way to him and he is not into that, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think that's that there's there, that could be interesting. Uh, I can't really say some of the things I'm thinking about where the show could go because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, my brain was, I can't really say some of the things I'm thinking when I look at Tom Ellis, but in polite company. I, I mean, who can? <laughs> Please continue. This is a family-friendly radio program where we say swears. Yes. Uh, 
because there are things that happen over the series of the comics that I could see them dipping into yeah. with some of these relationships. Yeah. Um, so in terms of ships, I'm I'm going to recuse myself on that. Mm. But I, I do hope that the, the will they, won't they with him and um, Chloe ends up being a friend, a friendship. Yes. I ship it friendship. I friendship. Yeah. Yes. So um, do you have any other predictions about sort of the other characters that we've encountered? Yeah, I guess the the first season cliffhanger definitely I'm, would be difficult for you to weigh in on since you know much more about where the story goes. Um, I, I have to assume, I mean, they've established, like many shows do, the overarching issue of the show is uh, going to be the, the heaven war thing. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably that is going to be part of whatever the big like end of season one oh my gosh shit is getting real like presumably that's going to have to do with with heaven business right i presume um gosh um relationship wise um yeah no no like true ships um, I'm looking forward to Lucifer and Mayaz's relationship mm-hmm. uh, developing more. Mm-hmm. Right now, we didn't we didn't get much of her. Mm-hmm. Um, She's much more central in the comics. Yeah, so I'm hoping we'll get a little more of her relationship with him and her personality um, as the show goes on. Honestly, I actually kind of hope that Detective Dick Dad turns out to not be such a dick. Yeah, th- yeah. I if, guess... if they just use him as a as a antagonist to mess with her i think it would be a little bit boring it would certainly be a tv cliche and it w- they would not be the first or the last mm-hmm. show to do it i hope that he becomes a little more complex mm-hmm. and interesting but yeah i i don't know about the the first season kind of predictions i mean god i've seen so many procedurals just the procedural part of it is giving me so many ideas of things they could do yeah you know his involvement becomes an issue, which is like something they trotted out on Castle like four times. Castle, you can't be on police business. You're not a police. And then they figure out a way for him to keep yeah. being a police. Um, that could be a thing down the line, but maybe not till season two or three, you know. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, I very much am just like, I'm, I'm along for the ride with this show. Mm-hmm. Spoiler for my final verdict, but, um. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll take whatever you guys are doing. I'm I'm into it. I don't have any like, ooh, what are they gonna do thing or whatever. Uh, yeah, no big no big cliffhammer predictions. I think I just said I, cliffhammer. I want to say one thing for ooh action star name cliffhammer. cliffhammer. Ooh, it's good. Continue. Uh, there's just I'm gonna say one thing for fans of the comics, and that is. If this show actually, by by its final season, goes all the way to to I know I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but the word is Nagelfar, then this could be the greatest show of all time. But I don't think this show is going to have the stones to go there. So I'm just going to say that that's a little Easter egg for people who are like, I read the comics. Yeah, strangely, officially, does not think that this show will go to Snagglepuss. Okay, <laughs> got it. I just, it's its the flyest ride in all of creation. I'll just say that. Let's move on to our next segment, which we like to call... What will this show be? 
In this segment, we like to speculate on what the day-to-day of the show will be, what each episode week-to-week will be like, because as much as some people seem to be really into the 13-hour movie cut-into-episodes-on-Netflix thing, generally, I like TV because it tells me a complete story in an hour, or at least kind of gives me an arc over the course of an hour. Yes. And so this is where we kind of speculate what that will be on this show. Yeah. And so I think we kind of have a setup where he's going to be seeing this therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While solving crimes with Chloe. Yeah. Um, she will be somewhat reluctant, uh, but she'll also kind of recognize that. I don't know what his deal is, but he does seem to kind of. He gets to the, he cuts to the point with people. Mm-hmm. He somehow gets people to just say the thing I usually have to beat around the bush for an hour to get to. So, yeah, I think they're going to, they're going to be developing um, a, a, a sort of an alliance of sorts. They're going to keep uh, doing, solving crimes every now and then. Uh, uh, Mr. Angelside will come down and uh, talk about war. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucifer will tell Dr. Linda things and then possibly they will also have sex. I'm actually really interested to see how they will handle that aspect of it. Because apparently they are going to have, presumably I should say, based on the fact that she's recurring, presumably they're going to have a therapist relationship, but like they have already gone to pound town. So what, how will that affect, is it that going to be like, and now sex or is it, it'll be interesting to see because she is a human being. (laughs) Who yeah. might have other things going on in her life that should not, she should not be having sex with a an actual uh, patient. I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm interested to see how that develops for her. Yeah. Because, like, we don't really know what's going on with her. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah she, I think the reason I, I did not read that last scene as, and this is going to be part of the show, is because... Definitely in her initial appearance, she plays a little bit one note, like yeah. silly. It's very comedic. It's Which fun, that, that it's... actress is excellent for. Yeah. Oh, she's okay. good. At we'll it. get there. We'll get there. She's good. One at other it. thing, she nails it. Yeah. It's, no, she's great. She's it's, delightful. It's something I can always tell she which na- scene. She sure does nail it. I <laughs> I can always tell which scene in a pilot is your favorite because it's the one that when we're doing the recap, you want to do as much of the dialogue from as possible. Okay. And it's like. I would, but as you started, I was like, oh yeah, Sarah's going to do, Sarah's going to quote some of the best bits because it is also my favorite scene. Yeah. Like we were just, it was so charming. It could have been so gross. Yeah. And the combination of her performance and his performance and um, Chloe's, all three of them, their performances kind of playing off each other. It was just great. It was really well done. She's like having it. She's, she's acting like a little, maybe a little bit like she's drunk or something. And she's like, oh, I shouldn't, but oh man, I really want to. And he's like, yes, yes. Go with that instinct. Chloe, meanwhile, what are you, what is going on? What's happening here? (laughs) The straight man. Yeah. 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 Pretty great. I want to throw out one other sort of prediction Mm, for what the show will be. And that is specifically a prediction for a, uh, episode two tweak mm-hmm. or addition rather i think there's going to be at least one more character a regular character that will be added in episode two and as we've mentioned before yeah. although not in a while i feel like it's been a while since we talked about a show where this seemed like we've been watching a lot more netflixy bingey mm-hmm. shows um and i think that there's definitely going to be another character either one they just like we don't have time to right. establish in the pilot. And sometimes they realize between the pilot and the second episode, they're like, ooh, 
there is a spot in this show that needs filling by a person right. who will do a thing. And it's often really hard to predict. What that will be. Well, to even if you watch the first and second episode and you see that character, sometimes it's really hard to tell. Was this an addition or did they always know they needed mm-hmm. this character and mm-hmm. they just didn't have time for them? Like another, probably, I'm going to go out on a limb and say another cop. Someone who works with Chloe. Another cop or another investigative type. Someone in that because yeah. I feel like his... The police chief. Yeah. So Chloe's boss or or another Of the two detective. halves of the story, the solving crimes and the heaven stuff. Yeah. The heaven stuff seems to have like the characters that we need right now. Yeah. Which is d- d- strangely would totally side. Yeah. And uh, uh, Mace. Maz. Yeah. M. Keen. M. Dot, M. Dash Keen. Strangely totally would side. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you got it. So good. I'm sorry. I just needed a moment for yeah. that. Very good. Anyway. Uh, the, but the, 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 a, a little bit more rich because that it's a mythology. It has all this richness, depth, history, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. But like the, the cop side of things could get another character, a third hand for the, for him and Chloe to play off of. Yes. Who is not antagonistic dick dad or maybe antagonistic dick dad becomes that character. Honestly, I'm holding out him. for like an adorable like grandma aged like receptionist at the Ooh. uh We're at, both a sucker for an adorable grandma yeah, aged receptionist. Who's aren't just we? like, Oh, you're a naughty one, I can tell. Would you like a brownie? You know, like oh, yeah. that's <laughs> that's what I'm holding out for. Sold. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Honestly, there have been times when we've predicted things uh in our episodes where that have been we we called it uh-huh. and i would i've never wanted more for that i'm i'm kind of joking but also i've never wanted more for that to actually be i don't actually think this show is going there but i would love it <laughs> i would love it anyway hey, this is the segment where we address whether we recognized anyone from the show particularly any character actors or that guys uh, strangely, there was one person that we both were very excited uh, to find out who, why we recognize them yeah. so much. Uh, Dr. Linda, where did you mm-hmm. know her from? So I, I looked through her IMDb and I've seen her in half a dozen things. Mm-hmm. I, have, I don't really distinctly remember seeing her and have you know she was like in one of the hangover movies. you know just like yeah. stuff I've seen. She's, yeah. she's been working Same. for like 15 years or at this point like 20 some years now. Her first credit is in 92, some kid's movie. Yeah. But I remember her from a single episode of one TV show. And that show is... Pushing Daisies. I saw that and I was like, oh, Pushing Daisies. She was in Pushing Daisies. Fun. But then I went, I have no memory of this episode. I couldn't find a picture of her in it, but I looked at some screenshots from the episode and went, nope, no memory. I love that show so desperately. Yeah. But I've never rewatched it. So I, I, it's all very vague, mm-hmm. but perfect timing. We just before recording this recorded our scuttlebutt episode about mm-hmm. types of episodes of shows that we like. And we mentioned like the circus episode is a thing a lot of shows like to do. And she was in the circus episode of Pushing Daisies. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. I felt like there was something, wasn't there something earlier we talked about that also... Yeah, the, the definitions of words thing that we talked about. No, there was something else. Oh, there was something else that kind of... I was like, oh, that sort of links up with our conversation on the scuttlebutt. But anyway, I can't remember what it is now, so it's not important. Anyway, 
So yeah, I I had the same experience except that I didn't actually remember her. Yeah, I think she was giving me Emma Caulfield vibes. I think that's why I thought she I recognized her. She has serious Emma Caulfield vibes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what I was thinking of. Um, but I've definitely seen her in other things. Yeah. Then again, yeah. Again, um, this something happens all the time. My roommate and I like to watch a lot of British television, mm-hmm. and as a result, we often see actors and go, "Oh, it's that guy. We totally know him. What's he from?" And then both of us look at the and go, "Oh." Just so many things we've seen. Yeah. An episode of Doctor Who, an episode of Death in Paradise, at two, th- four different characters on Midsummer Murders over the span of 10 years. You know, we're like, okay, yeah. we've, they, we just recognize them by osmosis. It's no one role. It just, yeah. they just got in there. They just seeped in. And I think that was, that was mostly the case with her. However, fun fact, strangely, did you notice that she was on an episode of Voyager? I did. Did you know? I don't remember the episode. Well, I texted my sister, who is also very excited that we were watching Lucifer. Uh-huh. And I said, did you know Dr. Linda was on an episode of Voyager? And she said, yes, she's on screen for about five seconds giving birth to Kess in a flashback. That would also explain <laughs> why, she, again, she's like a thing for me. Yeah. Just because. Well, like, you might also just. Yeah. I think SD like looked her up and then probably watched that episode to be like, yeah. where is she? Yeah. Oh, there she is. She, no wonder I didn't recognize her. Her face is contorted with labor pains. Well, I, and she's on screen for five seconds. I, for a number of years, was subscribed to the Star Trek Voyager fanzine. Oh, so you like might the, have seen the an official interview with fan, her. Pro- yeah. yeah it's like yeah. whoever we can get to talk to us for five minutes. And they, yeah. often it was people who had the tiniest bit parts. It was like, you had a really important role as Kess's mother. I mean, you completely started it. I mean, um, that was the first time we'd ever heard about Kess's mother. Yeah, we, so. I mean, we just assumed New Kess... Canon. Kess came out of the womb fully, fully formed, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's true. You might have seen a picture of her and heard an interview or something. Yeah, it's totally possible. But our other... It's that guy. Was the actor, Cooper. Yes, that's true. We were talking Bar- about that Barry in the episode. Hooper. What, <laughs> yeah. Gray Jer- Cooper. Jerry Trooper. <laughs> uh, and you recognized him. But you weren't sure from what. Would you like me to tell you? Honestly, I was pretty sure. I was just recognizing him because he was perfectly cast as that type of guy. Yeah. But if I know him from something specific, please tell me. You know him from something specific. And I okay, know you've watched me. at least a few episodes. All right. Uh, the, he was played by Bailey Chase, who you also know as Branch Connolly from Longmire. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> I just bonked my head into a lamp! Oh, Detective Tight Pants. Deputy Tight Pants, excuse me. Deputy Tight Pants. How could I forget? I did amazingly watch two whole damn seasons of that friggin' friggin' show. Oh, man. A pilot house connection. We should have a cuter name for that when we run into an actor again. A pilot house. It's, oh, it's that guy, but again... (laughs) This is that guy. But pilot ha- a pilot house full circle. I don't know. Oh. It feels like it needs a name. Yeah, that's... Uh, you said the name. I went, oh, wait, that name sounds familiar. I've seen that name on a screen many times. Oh, boy. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's that guy. He's that guy. I I got... To give him a little bit of credit and also just like the makeup department and all that, he was in action star mode oh, full, yeah. fully he doesn't give off that vibe so much on longmire because no. that's not the sort of character he is yeah. he's a small town tight pants uh, cowboy deputy guy 
but yeah, it's that was it was it was so perfect that I was just like he's pro- I'm just probably recognizing him because he's an amalgam of all of those actors, all of those chiseled jaw white d- d- hero dudes. Yeah, yeah, that oh that's amazing, that is delightful. I am quite pleased. <laughs> thank you for thank you for. Did you have to look it up or did you recognize him? I recognized him. You you watched more of that show than I did. Yeah. Oh God, that's great. You know, someone I thought was going to be a that guy, he didn't look familiar to me per se, but uh-huh. I went, oh, I bet I've seen this guy in something, was the the record uh, producer. Oh, yeah. And he just looked like a that guy. And I looked him up. I did not even bother to look at his credits. I just looked at his, the number of credits, which I call his that guy number on uh-huh. IMDb. And it was only 52, which is healthy and respectable. Yeah. But it was less, I was like, you know... Expecting slightly higher for a mm-hmm. for a true that guy. There are actors that you, if you're like, oh, I know that guy. You, it's that guy. That guy. That's why yeah. we call them that guys. Yeah. You look them up on IMDb. There's no point in trying to figure out exactly what you've seen them in. Right. You see 200 credits. You're like, okay, yeah, he's been in. Stuff. I've seen a movie. Yeah, I've seen movies. He's been in them. I actually, oh, that would be an excellent scuttlebutt episode for the future. Talk about some famous that guys. All right, we'll put it in the coda. I choose you! This is the segment where we pick our favorite character, character we want to see more of, the character we want to spend more time with, the character we just want to take home and put in a little pot in our in our garden window and water every morning and watch them grow. That description made me think of Penelope from Bridgerton. That's a perfect. I wish that had been on the Bridgerton episode. But speaking of Lucifer. Do you have a favorite character in this episode? Um... Not, not a, not, not a cinnamon roll that I want to, to, to see grow and get everything that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite character is the little old lady I made up who I want to work yeah. at the police station. Fair. I'm like completely obsessed in my head with uh, like Agnes, whatever her name ends up being. If the, if the show has the balls, you cowards. Oh, that just reminded me of such a great line when he's interviewing, oh, when yeah. she's interviewing him and she's like, wow, you've got some balls. And he kind of looks down and goes, oh, thank you. But I assure you, they're quite average. And she goes, I bet they are. Like, she's like, Ugh, like you can't, you can't diss him. He just, he's he already like, yeah. oh no, well, thank you. But I did really quite normal. Yeah. Uh, that was, the way he kind of looks down like, oh, you noticed. Like when someone says, oh, I like your shirt. You always look down even though you yeah. know what shirt you're wearing. Anyway, yeah. it was good. What was I talking about? Favorite characters. I'm looking forward to just getting more of yeah. of the bartender. I I see the potential for her to become a favorite character. I wish that they had given her more to do in the pilot. Not necessarily even more screen time. Just more interesting lines when she did speak. I more, wish they More gone... personality could have yeah. come through. But then I guess they're working from the comic. So I don't know yeah. what her, her personality is like Oh in the comic. god, she's so great. I okay. wish they'd gone with her comic look. It would be really hard to pull off live action, but mm. oh, now she's I'm gonna, got a whole um, thing going on. Google it as soon as we're yeah. done recording. Uh, what about you? I I mean, Doctor Linda, I guess. Yeah, Doctor Linda is my my runaway favorite in yeah. terms of performances given in this pilot and just kind of characters I want to see develop. Absolutely, she's my runaway favorite. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. I guess I'm so uncertain about where they're gonna go with her. That I didn't immediately go, oh, yes, give me more of that character. Because I'm like, I feel like they, I feel like I'm, I just don't feel confident I know what the show is going to do with her. Mm-hmm. It just, I, don't, I don't know what that character is going to be like in episode two. Right. She could, they, she could be, you could kind of go pivot. They could pivot right. with her. Um, but yes, I, I did like her very much and I look forward to seeing what they'll do with her. 
Yeah, she's great. Elaine Harris? Yeah. Think it's the actress's name? No. No. I wrote it down. It's... Rachel. Rachel Harris. Rachel Elaine Harris. Her full name was on Wikipedia. Uh, One last thing. There's no appropriate place to put this. I'm just sad that Wilfred Brimley has passed away because... How they draw God in the comics is basically like the the writer was like, draw Wilford Brimley. Just just draw Wilford Brimley. All right. And you know Wilford Brimley? Yes, the, yes, yeah. I'm familiar. He he uses Liberty Medical. Yeah. I love him so much. He has so the diabetes. Yeah. yeah. He arrived in Cocoon, fully formed a crotchety old man at like age 48 or something yeah. like that. I can't remember. Look up how old Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon, which was like, a pan- I think was his first role. It was his yeah. first big role. That was like yeah. his breakout role. And he's way younger than you'd think. But he was like, he was a Based crotchety old man. Based on the concept of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Uh, I, yeah. It's just, it would have been perfect. Yeah. Moving on to our next segment. Final verdict. This is where we answer the question, did this pilot do the job of pilot and make you want to watch more? And it's so refreshing, I have to say, to be answering this question about a proper pilot. Yes. It's been a minute. This is this this gave me a full arc. It inter- yeah. it, it introduced some stuff, but if I never watched any more of this as a fan of the comics and as a fan of Tom Capinos and as a fan of just good television, yeah. I had a great hour watching this. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm completely sold. Yeah. I am annoyed that we're trying to be very productive today and we're going to need to record another episode after this one because otherwise I'd be like, you order the pizza, I'll queue up episode two. Oh, it's so good. So I really want to roll right into the next one. But yeah, it's it's an easy, easy yes for me, uh, which is something of a relief because my sister really wanted me to watch like all of it and I didn't want to disappoint her. So uh, yeah, I am very excited to watch more of this show. Just uh, yeah, knowing nothing about the comics, even if I'd know nothing going into it. I think also just addressing it as a pilot, I think they did a great job establishing weird world it's got some weird rules at the same time giving us the rules a little bit of the the cop world as well at least the Mm -hmm. relationship between detective dick dad and and chloe and uh the how they're going to work together and they managed to solve a pretty decent little murder it went by at quite a clip but you know but i had a i had a time with it yeah yeah it you was know, rather the, the 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 we went from one clue to the next at a pretty smooth yeah. pace, but it, it was good. We still solved a mystery, and yeah, yeah I I just want to tip my proverbial hat to that as a pilot. Going yeah. here's what the show's gonna be. Also, it's it's not uninteresting to watch as a as an hour of television. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It's it's just in the era of kind of bingeable shows yeah. i feel like they do, you don't get that as no. as much and that that's something to celebrate and i mean that's why i like doing this podcast this is what i'm looking for yeah yeah if, you know people are like well what is how do you win what is a good pilot this is a good pilot yeah it's not perfect it gets no. a little clunky with the detour to the school but like it's a good pilot yeah it's a good pilot sarah I just feel some. I felt something release in my body. It's like <laughs> I finally found one. I found one. I never knew until I found. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pilot House. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pilot House Pod. 
Visit our website, pilothousepodcast.com, or email us at pilothousepodcast at gmail.com to suggest future shows. Our podcast is entirely listener-supported, so thanks to our special guest stars, Jerome, CJ, Josh, Christopher, Tina, and Juniper. Visit patreon.com slash pilothouse to find out how you can become a series regular. Pilot House is a Herringbone Society production. Were you trying to sing Oh Sweet Mystery of Life? Yeah, and I just completely couldn't. Oh, sweet mystery of life, at last I found you. And on that note, bye! bye.